yeah. the fort was covered with freedom of oppression. <laughs> freedom of oppression? It's expression. Oh, right. Expression. <laughs> <laughs> freedom of oppression. Don't oppress It sounds like something people say when they're under a dictatorship. Hello and welcome back to the Cup of Joe podcast, season two, episode. Help me out, Joe. Seven? I think, I think it's seven, yeah. We're probably at seven now. So, the first thing we should address is we might sound a bit different. Um, and there is something different, but I can't I can't place it. Um help me out again. You know, you? there's there's this strange foam on the walls and a production value in the air. I feel like, oh my god, we're in radio studios and aisle. Radio studios. Yeah. Basically, we are in the university that we both attend. Um, can we say the university? Is that is that concerning that we might, you know, putting ourselves out there too much? I don't know. Is that is that allowed? Is that allowed now? We got university in Manchester, um, <laughs> and we are in the studio that is provided by our university at Manchester. Wait, this goes out on Salford, on the radio station uh. anyway. <laughs> Salford Uni's um, radio station. We're in it, and we've got all the amazing equipment around us. We have like computers and and cart players and desks it's it's a stuff of dreams um but ignoring that back to you know the usual things how, how are you doing how, how am i doing how can you go back to normal things you know what i'm gonna answer that question how am i doing with i'm feeling great to be back in a radio studio yeah and it's a bit strange though you walk into a radio studio you have to put these weird ear cuffs if you if you look at the cup joe instagram we put something out on the story it was strange we have to wear like weird like ear protection to not contaminate earphones yeah wear masks 24 7 so if we sound a bit weird it's probably because we're wearing you know facial masks in studio which is very strange isn't it one of us has to wear a hat one one of us is wearing a very, uh, very and and and, uh, and we can let them decide who's wearing the hat okay you know what we'll let them decide who's wearing the hat who is whoever it may be is wearing the hat, ladies and gentlemen. Whoever it is, of course, is a Muppet. It's Joe. It's not Joe. <laughs> you Dave said you would finished. let him decide. <laughs> so, yeah, we are in the studio. So in that case, you're doing well. Um, and I'm, do I'm doing great. I'm very tired, though, because I got up this morning at a stupid o'clock. It was quarter to stupid. And uh, it's been a long day, I'll be honest. But that's not going to affect my energy. We're going to be upbeat. Because uh, we just point out as well, today, uh, as of recording this, um, if you were curious, is the 15th of April. Um, we haven't seen each other in over a year as <laughs> until today, have we? In person, we have not seen each other. No, no, he didn't even recognize me when I was walking near him uh, into the university today. <laughs> yeah. He was like, oh, Joe, hey. And I was like, no. We were, we were on the same bus and didn't even realize it. And we were on the same floor. We were literally within a few meters probably of each, well, at least two meters of each other <laughs> and didn't even notice. Was a, it was a strange thing to think about. Yeah. It, yeah, well, definitely. It is so bizarre. But you know, we're back now. What's it been? It's been about 14 months and we're back. <sighs> yeah, we're looking at over a year now. Been away from uh, from uni quite a bit now. This is very strange. Definitely away from radio-related stuff. And it is really nice to be back in the studio with all this high-tech gadgets. Look at look in front. Oh, yeah. Niall's got all the controls in front of him. Yeah. Each week, we're going to try swap it around like we do with the edit. So Niall this week is going to be at the helm of our almighty ship, the Copper Joe ship. And yeah. he's going to sail us through the territorial waters of audio greatness, aren't you? I can do anything I like. If I wanted to, I could play the ident again. Not that I'm going to, <laughs> but I can do anything I want. And yeah, like you said, it's going to go back and forward. So um, I will be editing this as well. But that's boring. Uh, so what have you been up to this week in terms of since last week's episode? Yeah, uh, you know, this is a bit of a personal thing. But mm. hopefully people are slightly entertained. But 
I I, I, was, I don't know. I realised that over the last few months of uni, I was ordering in too much food. I was getting quite a bit of weight, and I, I'm one of those people that really doesn't care about weight or image and stuff like that. And there are there are very few rare of us people out there, but there are some of us who genuinely don't care. Mm-hmm. And I I started realising it, and then when summer started to heat, a tiny fraction of heat started hitting. I think it was like at the end of March, we had like a, a really really hot day. Yeah. And I was I was like, oh, okay. I I, just, I told myself on that day that I'm what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna get a bunch of shopping and I'm gonna start cooking. Okay. So I started cooking and I made myself my first ever like. And now this is this is being honest. I never had cooked a steak in my life until that day, and I cooked myself steak. And my friends and family are saying, oh my god, that looks really good. And I'm just thinking, oh, you know, maybe I should cook more often because typically the extent of my cooking was, I don't know, uh, frozen chips in yeah. an oven. <laughs> so. I don't know, like, I think if I had to summarize one thing that's improved over the last few months is that I've started to get into cooking stuff each day now. Yeah. And it's uh, it's been really fun. Like, I know a lot of cook, I know cooking is part of everyone's day, but for someone who hasn't done it in a while, ooh, it's very good. I'm the same. I don't cook. I wish I could cook. And it's not that it's a lazy thing. I mean, no, actually, it is. It's a lazy thing because anyone can learn to cook. It's like Chef Gusto and Ratatouille. Anyone <laughs> can cook, Joe. Uh, I did recommend to you earlier today. Um, Spinach and ricotta pasta in mascarpone sauce. It is to die for. It is so Sounds nice. Minging. It's so nice. I hate spinach, but it's amazing. But th- this is interesting, though. So you've made this sort of like kind of mid-year resolution, in a way, to yeah, start yeah. cooking and order less stuff. Sort of. Like, summer turnaround happened, and I thought, eh, you know, I thought, <laughs> I'll stop wasting all my money. Well, I wasn't wasting all my money. I was quite well off for, uh, for my... Don't come rob me. <laughs> I was quite well off compared to to last year, and I thought, oh yeah, you know what I'll do is I'll start putting a bit of a uh, bit of time into into cooking a couple mm-hmm. of hours in my day, and you know I thought it was really good. I was like, I think I was I'm doing like a slow roasted like pork oh. later, and I'm gonna oh. I've, I've been basically improving my roast potato game mm. over yeah. the last time. I made some rosemary roast potatoes. Mash uh, mash or roasties. I think roasties are better. No. Wrong. Mashes for children. If only we had an because that's what would have been playing. <laughs> mashes for children. Do you know what I used to eat and it's disgusting? Ketchup and mash. Ketchup and no, mash. What I mean is it sounds disgusting, but it actually tastes really good. You, you should try uh, it. You sound like one of those people who likes corn beef mash. Oh, no. No, yeah. no, no. It's just got to be normal mashed potato. Oh, uh, how could you choose roasties? Uh, yeah, they're just as good, but if one edges it, it's mashed potato. It's oh, got man. to be. The only mashed potato I like is cheesy mashed potato. Do you know what? You, 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 you your Yorkshire pudding... And if any Americans are listening, yeah. then, you know, we will be making sense soon. Get a Yorkshire pudding, put mash in, stick some pigs and blankets in, cover it in gravy, and put yourself <laughs> a little sort of muffin, savoury muffin thing. It does sound quite nice. I am a massive fan of Yorkshire puddings. I, I'm oh, f- yeah. famous for loving them. Who isn't? Yeah, yeah. yeah well, we, 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 we both have lived in the, in the north of England, and you're even from the north of England. So. Not from Yorkshire, though. No, but, you know, you've, you've lived above it, haven't you? I've, I rise above it. You rise above Literally. Yorkshire. Yeah, it's got to be. Um, in fact, no, I, I was gonna, I was gonna say a brand there, but I probably shouldn't. But there's a certain brand. Let's just say um, Uncle, Uncle John. <laughs> you might be able to work it out who makes Yorkshire puddings. Uncle John. Remotely like Uncle John. Mm. And then he said Uncle Ben, but that in itself is also a brand. Oh, you've you've screwed it now. It Any brand for rice, Yorkshire puddings, take your pick. They're all mutually the same, and mm. we will not say any are better or worse. Um, yeah, this week is what I haven't done much. I'll be honest with you, Joe. I have done very little, next to nothing. Uh, started uni. I guess that's quite big, actually. Uh, but I don't know if we've recorded since. Um, Prince Philip's dead. 
unfortunately. Oh, yeah. I don't know if we've recorded since that. No, we haven't. Uh, whether you liked him or you hated him, I guess, it's still it's, one of It's basically whether you have or haven't seen The Crown. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Like, The Crown does change people's image of him a little bit, it I does. suppose. Some people start to realise. I know a lot of people out there who think the royal family is a bunch of bunch of nonsense, you know, like they're just they're just there to take money out of the UK. And I just think mascots. Mascots, yeah, I guess it's like tourism, you guess yeah. you could say, you know, they're a touristic part, but they're also a massive part of British heritage. We're like one of the few countries to have not got rid of a form of monarchy within our country. And it we have yeah. we've had the fa- most famous monarchy on the planet. So it's it's hard to get rid of it. You know, there will come a day where I think it will happen though won't it but i mean yeah i don't care personally i don't care if they're there if they're not there i i, I don't let it bother me yeah I, I haven't seen the crown but i know about the sort of the things that it brought to light but i really couldn't care but it's it's obviously dreadful that he's gone a story that i was going to use later but didn't end up using is apparently he had a fascination with ufos and he actually would hire people to go and get eyewitness accounts to come and talk to him sounds interesting like, sounds like your busy mate <laughs> I, yeah if i had the power i would do that um but also just as big news in a way but very different uh the pubs are open to a degree aren't <sighs> they it's not really that important nobody cares about that oh you think so <laughs> oh i don't know about that literally right outside the window there is a i was gonna say party it is kind of a big gathering going on in yeah. the pub garden well we, we can just identify can't we where we are since people are already gonna be able to deduce it anyway i don't even know what the place is called but yeah next door where we are it, the Salford Uni Media City. Media um, City, yeah. yeah. You know, it's 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 booming, it's busy out here. And for those who didn't know, I was very surprised to note that there is a cafe inside, inside where now? That served me a milkshake. Inside, uh, is it Doc 10, it's called? Doc 10 Studios, yeah. yeah. Inside the BBC slash other company studios, there is a milkshake stand. And the dude noticed I was a student and knocked 10% off. Oh, What a lovely lad. How nice of him but yeah so we you know we romantically we sat together and ate a you know a bacon sandwich i at one end while you at the other and a guy came yeah. over to us asked us if, he, if we had a lighter for his yeah. smoke that was a joke by the way it wasn't romantic joe was just eating a bacon sandwich and i ate a fruit bar <laughs> but it, it was you know it was it was nice in its own little way it was you know because we haven't seen each other in over a year and in that time last time i saw you we didn't have a podcast we hadn't finished our first year of uni we hadn't done our first semester of the second year lots happened a lot has happened, yeah. It's like I'm, I'm willing to get stuck in. I have to say, like we, we had, we had a lesson together um, hmm. this morning. Very fun, wasn't it? It was. It's great. It's great to get, get back, you know, stuck in. I, you know, it's like I've had half a year. And Niall's dedicated to, to audio and radio most all the time. But mm-hmm. I, 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 my previous semester has primarily been video, and coming back to radio and audio, it's just amazing. It's so fun, so fun. It is. We made a podcast actually in it, the lesson. Did we? I thought I was going to say, oh, you, we made a podcast, you know, it's called Cup of Joe. You say, did we, like you, you weren't there. We made a, an <laughs> analysis podcast, but boring, boring, boring. What we want to get into is the, well, enlighten us, Joe. What do we want to go on to now? Well, we have this famous segment. I don't know if you know it. It is quite famous. Is it? It's called Noteworthy News. And oh. uh, Meghan Markle is a person who's uh, advertised it for us. Is she really? What'd she say? <laughs> No, but it's just she is noteworthy news all the time. Oh, right. Okay, I see. I thought, <laughs> I thought she'd done some personal message. Never mind. Anyway, as mentioned, noteworthy news time. Let's go and uh, pay a little visit. Should I do your... So we've just boarded the train. <laughs> <laughs> My train analogies are great. How and next up, noteworthy news.
One thing we never do, which we should do, is just briefly explain what it is. I know it's very self-explanatory, but someone right now might tune out thinking, I don't know what that is, I don't care. We each have three strange news stories, six in total, and we're just going to talk about them. Um, there's no purpose or meaning behind it, but there's no purpose or meaning behind anything these days, really. That's, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do you want to go first, or shall I go first? Uh, I don't mind, Niall. You know, if you've got something powerful. I think the first two are, like, mediocre. Um... And then, you know what? I've got a pretty good one. I've got one that that rolls in with um. I've got, I've got a good one that rolls in with what we were talking about in the first first few minutes. Should I should I kick off with that? Okay. All right. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> hold on to your hats. Woman in India appeals to court, saying Prince Harry promised to marry her. Okay. <laughs> More information required now. More information required. Yeah. So, a woman in India who appears to have been catfished by someone. Pretending to be Prince Harry, launched a uh, well launched a legal bid against the prince for honouring a promise she alleges that he made to marry her. So some woman in India has basically said that Prince Harry, you know, is is promised to marry her. Yeah, that's pretty much it. It's like I what I love about this is that um, I can't I can't pronounce her name. I really do apologize. But she claims she's been involved with an email exchange with Prince Harry, although the Punjab and Haryana High Crown Court reckon it's most likely a scammer working from a cyber cafe in the country. You think? <laughs> I mean, couldn't I pull this off? Couldn't I say that I was meant to marry Harry? Marry Harry. <laughs> no, I don't know, but Cowie is adamant that she's been speaking to the legit Duke of Sussex, who is currently expecting his second child with wife Megan. So uh, she tried to attempt to file an arrest warrant for him. <laughs> All right, that, okay, this is not necessary. <laughs> so that the pair could be hitched as soon as possible. She was so smitten that she sent messages to the Prince um, Charles to tell him of his son's upcoming nuptials. I think they've got more important things to worry about at the minute. He's just lost his dad. And then he gets a letter from someone saying, that I'm actually with your son. Yeah. So, uh... The, the, there is actually an image of the case document that says, prayer in this petition is filed by the petitioner, who is an advocate, is appearing in person, is to take legal action against Prince Harry Middleton, son of Prince Charles Middleton, resident of the United Kingdom and direct United Kingdom police cell to take action against him, blah, 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 despite the promise, blah, 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 blah. So the police actually went through with it. They went through with declaring it. And uh, it is eventually, it says that uh, there are arrest warrants currently out against Prince Harry. Uh, so there will be no further delay into the marriage as there is a marriage legal agreement There's currently stated. Definitely not warrants <laughs> out for his arrest. They Acor according to the Haraya police, there is. What? <laughs> they can't be. Uh, should I continue? Should I continue? Yeah, go for it. So uh, apparently, uh, according to this, if he does turn up in the Haraya province... And a police officer does want to, you know, go through with yeah. arresting him. Yeah. They can. The court also said that there are tons of fake social media profiles, and they're not entirely sure that this is Prince Harry messaging her. But it could be Niall. But it could be. How how honest do we think the wayward prince has got? That's my thought. Anyway, um, so some guy called Sang, uh, Singh uh, Dillian, an advocate of the Punjab and Haraya High Court, uh, told the Independent. Love is blind. And in this case, it went a step further. So, uh, yeah, no, uh, I think 
I think the final thing is, is obviously off the judge, and, and the judge says, the woman was so blind in love that the high court had to put some light into it and give her some clarity, but there was some previous confusion with the police services, mm. which included an, an issuing of a warrant for the Duke of Sussex in India. That is an issue. <laughs> that is definitely an issue. They got a warrant out for his arrest because some lady just said, oh, yeah, I'm, um, I like, uh, he's, yeah, he's been texting me. And we're meant to be together. So why can they go, okay, book him? <laughs> like, what's he done? <laughs> Even if that was true, what's the crime? Yeah, no, I, I think the crime, because in India, it's like if you are, are like contracted to marry someone, mm. you're not meant to go back on your word, I assume. But yeah, no, uh, that's interesting. I think the crime is probably, uh, you know, fraud. Um, so <laughs> yeah. Prince Harry, please, if you're listening, head over to the uh, Haraya province to turn yourself in to the local police authorities, so you may be submitted for questioning. And of course, this woman would love her fiance back. She is, of course, very, very upset with you moving to Canada. I think it's Canada. Isn't it? I think it's Canada. Right? Uh, not in America. They're, yeah, they're in know, LA. I'm not sure know. if it's Canada or LA. Or... Anyway, uh, you know, Prince Harry. You know, wherever you, wherever you are, wherever you are, and we're sure you're listening. Be careful. Be careful. The be very careful. Yeah, exactly. Be very careful if you do go to was it India? India, India. the Haraya province. The Haraya province. We know, we know how point. much you love your holidays there. Be careful. Megan's going to be furious if this is true. <laughs> I think Megan's probably like sent assassins to deal with this. Oh, <laughs> oh this is a big joke, by the way. Of course. Of course, this is obviously. Not uh, true. And I mean that in the fact that she's a wife discovering that her husband, you know, is messaging and yeah, not that Indian. not that she's Megan. <laughs> I, I harbour no bad feelings to any member of the royal family. Yeah, and, um, yeah, respect, especially at this time. If you are listening, um, royal family, I hope you know you have my condolences. <laughs> um, yeah. should, do you want my story? We should we should call this noteworthy fakes because yeah, none no, of these stories fake. ever seem to be true. <laughs> they never do, do they? This seems true. It seems believable. Uh, it says a man called Colin Pigeon catches a pigeon during a government Zoom call. Well, that takes some skill. It, it would, it would, it definitely would. Uh, so it says, a man called Colin Pigeon has apologised for disturbing a government Zoom meeting as he caught a pigeon. I don't know how he did that. I picture him in the Zoom meeting and just so cool, doesn't even look out of frame, just snatches it in midair. <laughs> uh, research officer, Mr. Pigeon. <laughs> I, love, I love the way he's called Pigeon. That is hilarious. Research officer, Mr. Pigeon, noticed his cat uh, brought the live bird into the room where he was discussing public finance in Northern Ireland. He quickly moved to scoop it up and was then seen on camera cradling the pigeon ap apologetically. <laughs> <laughs> He's apologising for his cat's actions. No oh dear. Colin Pigeon has caught a pigeon, one of the other Stormont <laughs> Committee members remarked. <laughs> Summing up the situation. Another respondent, we know what type of soup you're eating tonight. Oh, okay, that's a bit dark. Uh, it says he was given... Um, I don't know what this is. He was given dispensation. Dispensation? Dispensation to go outside and let the bird go free. Uh, I presume that means they permit you to leave uh, an important uh. meeting. I'm imagining. He was given that to go outside and let the bird free. It was able to fly off and did not seem to be harmed by any encounter, Mr. Pigeon told Metro. Uh, and then they've attached like a load of pictures. I don't know what the point is, but one of them is of a doormat saying, House Pigeon, embrace the chaos. It's got nothing to do with the story. Um, he gave some more details on Twitter revealing that he had... Ah, okay, he had a doormat reading House Pigeon Embrace the Chaos. 
which seemed quite accurate. He also shared Storm the Cat's Instagram account where the bird um, does not yet feature. <laughs> I imagine it wouldn't. Mm. Uh, and that's the end of it. Happy ending. The cat's got an Instagram. He's got a doormat. Uh, and he caught a pigeon. Mr. Pigeon caught a pigeon. <laughs> Do you want to see a picture, Joe? Because I normally send the picture to you, but I can't. So I'll just have to sort of show it to you. But can you see? You see he's got a hold of a pigeon on a Zoom meeting. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That's very, yeah, very weird. He looks pretty happy with himself. He looks yeah. happy. He's gained a friend. You know, Niall, every animal is a friend until it's not when a lion, you know, scratches you and eats you. Well, he let it go in the end, so he lost his friend. But I just think that's hysterical that Mr. Pigeon caught a pigeon and was apologetic to it. Just to clarify, the cat's name is Mr. Pigeon, right? No. No, no, no. I feel like I'm getting confused already no. by this. Mr. Pigeon caught a what? A pigeon? So Mr. Pigeon caught his... <laughs> right. So the man's last name is Pigeon. Yeah, so right, Mr. Right. Pigeon grabbed Storms the Cat to get Storms the Cat off a pigeon so Mr. Pigeon <laughs> could apologise and let it go. If you can follow that at home and you can explain it to me, please head to um, the Cup of Joe podcast Instagram at the Cup of Joe podcast. Pic- uh, picture a man, a cat and a pigeon. You've got Pigeon... Uh, Storm. <laughs> I don't think Niall even knows how to explain it. He's got his arms waving in the air, like trying to like kind of block it out in the air to kind of make an understanding of this. And I'm just looking at him thinking, this ain't working, mate. <laughs> Pigeon, Storm, Mr. Pigeon. This sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> Should we move on? Are we developing a sitcom? That would be a good sitcom. That would be a good sitcom. Mr. Pigeon. Mr. Just call it Mr. Pigeon. Oh, that's that's gold right there. Oh, oh dear, we shouldn't have said that line. Oh, there. Someone's no. going to steal it. Someone, someone's got that. Enjoy it. Yeah, enjoy it. Send the proceeds to um, Joe. Just read out your bank account details. Yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> uh, you can head to uh, the Cup of Joe podcast at gmail.com and just send it through PayPal. Yes. We'd appreciate it. Educate me, Joe. Come on. Give me something good. I think this one will really rock your boat with controversy because Ooh. this is interesting. Okay. Time Traveller claims he will know when the Earth will end. <gasps> when? Da, da, da. <laughs> when do you say? When does he say? Uh, well, you know, I'm not actually sure, to be honest, now. Well, uh, I mean, they've called him Time Traveller in the yeah. headline. So. Well, there's a TikToker. <laughs> oh, here we go. Called That One Time Traveller said that they had received a number of questions from people about the end of the world. Okay. Yeah? yeah. So not being one to keep things to themselves, <laughs> the self-proclaimed time hopper let their followers in on it and revealed the exact date humanity on this planet will bite the dust. I'm waiting for it. It's building up to it. I'm building up to it. I mean, wasn't the world supposed to end in 2012? Yeah, but don't panic. Don't panic, Niall. I'm not and, and yes, panicking. It, you are panicking. But it was the 21st of December, 2012. I was actually ill that day off school. I remember waiting. <laughs> it's meant to be 11 in the morning on the 21st of uh... December. And I was like, oh. And it was actually on the news. It was just a bit of a joke. Like After they'd done the important stuff, they were like, <laughs> and also today is the day that supposedly the world will end, so we'll see what happens. And then it didn't. No, I, I was imagining Niall in his room, looking, staring at the clock, going, oh, well, that's terrible. I love you, Mom. It's a waste of time. <laughs> I was like, he's just staring at the clock thinking, oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, my bike, my bike in the shed. I don't know. I don't know what you're interested in when you're younger. I, am, anyway. yeah, I, I like the bike. Go on. Tell me when this happens. Joe. Right, I need a well, prep. well, don't panic now. Don't panic. It's not all bad news, you know. Okay. All right. Captions on the video read, many will want to know when the earth will end and the date of it. Ooh. Yep. The end of the earth. Listen, listen, listen properly. Listen properly. This is very important. The end of the Earth will end July 6th, 2788. Okay, so we've got quite... Not when you're alive. 
Right. <laughs> I, I mean, I might be. You don't know that. You don't know that. You never know. But, however, by that time, we will have successfully managed to civilize Mars, probably the moon, and many other planets. I love how they say many other planets because, like, the gap between colonizing other planets is so different. It like, is scary to think, though, that if, if let's assume it's true, which I don't know if it could be or not. Humans have been around for, say, what, like 50,000 years? Yeah, or at least primitively. Yeah. And, then that mean, and then that's a long time, 50,000 years, and we have 700 left. Yeah, well, you know, in terms of the age of the galaxy, well, age of the universe, you oh, know, yeah. we're nothing. Anyway, I'd have to say, interesting, you know, their, their argument for this, by the way, is that, you know, we'll colonize other planets and we'll be on so many planets, uh, humanity will be fine. Earth will be destroyed, but humanity will be fine. But I think I've came to this sort of like conclusion, by the way, mm. that we can't colonize anything but Mars. If you think of the mm. technology we have available, we can reach Mars right now. Obviously, SpaceX, NASA, they're deciding to wait a little bit for them to have a bit more, you know, resources. But our technology allows us to go to Mars right now. Wait, Matt, Matt Damon went. I saw the film. Yep. I wasn't real, Niall. It was a documentary, thank you very much. It was much. not a documentary, Niall. Yeah, it was. It's a very traumatic documentary. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, no, we can go to Mars right now. We can colonize Mars. We can put down loads of habitats. You know, we can grow things on Mars. That's all possible. There was evidence of water, right? Yeah, yeah, as long as there's water there, you're fine. You can bring the soil yourself. You can set up the farms. The thing is, I must... Apologies, Joe, but I must draw your attention to the third last episode of Doctor Who that David Tennant no, was in. God's sake, they all drank the water. Not this again. They all drank the water and their mouths went all crackly. No, Niall, there's no microbe water aliens that are going to infect humankind and make them spray water out of their lungs <laughs> and infect other people, which then leads to the mass suicide of the crew of the Mars base, explosion, mm. and the doctor claiming he's a god. I, w I wonder if this has been analysed on Exterminating Doctor Who yet, because if it hasn't, it needs to be. Yeah, check out that podcast, Another Us a Radio Spectacle. Yes. <laughs> anyway, never I never going to know we shout them out. <laughs> I know, and if, they, if you are listening... Shout us out. But you were saying, so Mars is habitable. Yeah. What about, yeah, but you, what about Uranus? Uranus is a gas planet. Do you not know science? Oh, I know it is. Niall. <laughs> Niall's just here for comedic purposes. <laughs> we, anytime we try to have a serious conversation, we're just like, eh, and then Niall's like, <laughs> it's like a, I just imagine it's a Family Guy thing. It's like, <laughs> it's like one of those Family Guy-esque jokes. It's like that breaks the tension. Well, but, is, yeah. um, I don't suppose you know the planet that comes after Mars. Obviously, there's Earth and then Mars. What's the other side of Mars? Is it Venus? Shall I look this up? Yeah, I feel like Niall needs to look this up. I'm not... I was never brilliant. The only planets that I remember focusing on. Um, like... It is um, Jupiter, the biggest planet in the universe, actually. Oh. So, in the universe? I mean, in the, in, in the solar system. <laughs> it's like every other planet from now on is like about the size of Niall. This can't be accurate. Jupiter's the same size as the sun on this diagram. That's not true. It's not the same size as the sun. Yeah, but Jupiter is the next one after Mars. Uh, Venus, I'm presuming, is too hot. Mercury, far too hot. Mars, maybe. Jupiter, and I'm guessing Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto are too cold. Probably. <laughs> Uranus is definitely cold, yeah. Isn't Jupiter, like, really just not habitable? I swear it's poisonous. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I'd love to be able to, you know, we should use our dial-up systems to call my friend here and just be like, Hey, 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 Liam, can you, you know, Mr. Astrophysics guy, can you let us know on a few planetary... I'm, I'm looking at a property on Jupiter. <laughs> uh, would it be okay to move there? We're looking for a property on Jupiter. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's a nice little mansion here, to be honest. It's just right up uh, gas, gas Alley, you know. 
Sally. <laughs> Great. I believe um, a lot of the moons of uh, that. It's got a lot of moons, Jupiter, right? I think it's got a lot of moons. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it does. I Titan. Think, yeah. Isn't Titan, Titan. Where Thanos is from, is one of the moons oh, of Jupiter, God. isn't it? It is. Isn't it? Thanos isn't from the moon Titan. He's from the planet Titan. We Googled this. Let's not get into it, but we Googled this. Uh, Niall, Niall. Anyway, <laughs> are you? Um, is there anything else you'd like to? to no, no. It's just, apparently, this time traveler. Yeah, if we go back to the story, time traveler knows when the Earth's going to end. Time traveler has announced that on July sixth, twenty seven eighty eight, uh, will be hit. Uh, the Earth will be hit by a giant asteroid. However, we will apparently our civilization will be saved, but everyone on Earth, presumably the poor people who live in the favelas of the dirty Earth, which will be overpopulated, will be exterminated, and the rich people. We'll live on. I've heard that rats, when humanity ends, rats will take over. Scavengers, and then they'll eventually like eat other rats and develop and evolve into literal like sophisticated beings that will once talk about the humans that came before them. It's an incredible thing. Niall's a firm believer in Ratman. Ratman. I watched Ratatouille, um, <laughs> and I was, I was convinced. Um, can I just quickly draw your attention? Yeah. Um, fictional character biography. Thanos was born on Saturn's moon Titan. It can't be true, though. As the son of blah, 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 but yes. Um... It can't be true, because if that's true, then Thanos, the main villain of the entire Marvel Universe, has been in the same solar system as the Avengers, when there are millions of solar systems in Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're telling me he's he actually from the same one as... He doesn't live there, though. Doesn't he live in the deep dark or something, or the dark space or something? The deep dark? Isn't that where the dwarves are from? <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's this this could be a good opportunity for um what if or whatever it's called at the end. What if? <laughs> what, if? <laughs> what is that segment anyway these days? Oh god. Um do you want one of my stories? Go on, go on. Um short and snappy. McDonald's sends boy slice of cheese with ketchup as a happy meal. A slice of cheese with, ke- with ketchup. With ketchup on it. <laughs> want a quick picture. There you go. That's what they sent him. Well did the, did the boy say he didn't want a, a burger? Uh, well, should we, should we read into it and find out? Yeah. Really find out what's going on here. Uh, a mum was left fuming with her son, Seven. I presume that's his age, not his name. Uh, as he was given a slice of cheese with tomato sauce after the family ordered burgers from McDonald's. Nicola asked for the onions, mustard and lettuce to be removed from her son's cheeseburger Happy Meal as she ordered online from a branch in Scotland. Uh, but the little boy was upset when a slice of ketchup-covered cheese arrived at the house for him. <laughs> I'd be upset too. <laughs> Throwing a burger and that arrived. Uh, after the family contacted the branch, the manager told them he'd found the order strange and had asked Uber Eats to query it. Query it. What's Uber Eats got to do with it? Surely it's, it's McDonald's responsibility, right? Yeah, yeah I'd, say it's, I'd definitely say it's McDonald's responsibility, yeah. Uh, but Nicola insists no one phoned to double check if her son wanted an actual meal. Uh, the mother was forced to drive to McDonald's to pick <laughs> up a new meal herself when the manager said he didn't have the facilities to send a new burger. She said, my son only likes cheese and ketchup, so when ordering, it asks you to remove what you don't want. <laughs> so he ordered it. So my son ordered cheese and ketchup, and that's what they gave him. Wait, so, you know, like, so he took off the things he doesn't like, and they've just gave him the things he doesn't like. He that took off, that. like, onions, gherkins, tomato, oh. and he must have clicked buns as well. Yeah, so he must have clicked buns, he was, yeah. he was really small and little, and he's just, like, looking at it, I like cheese and ketchup. So he's just clicked them, not thinking he's just going to get a piece of cheese with ketchup That's on it. That's what I love about Mackey's. It's like, with Mackey's, if you untick everything but lettuce, they will give you lettuce. <laughs> yeah, it's great. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. It's so funny. Uh, so it says, 
Um, yeah, his son only likes cheese and ketchup, so when ordering, it asks you to remove what you don't want. So I removed onions, mustard, and lettuce, leaving the cheese and ketchup ticked. So what she thought what she would do is they were optional extras. Right. So she unticked what she didn't want, but she didn't realize she'd also accidentally unticked burger and bun as well. She just thought the burger is as it is. Would you like any of these extras on it? So she said, I don't want onion. I don't want lettuce. Yeah. But what she ended up doing was actually just ordering what she thought were extras. Um, and my husband and I were fuming um, because my wee boy <laughs> had to wait while the rest of us ate. My son was upset. The family was given extra fries when they arrived to pick up the replacement. Nicola said her husband, Stuart, handed over a box with a slice of cheese inside, telling the manager <laughs> to make good use of it. <laughs> That's cheeky. She said, I'm expecting to see that update menu soon, which sells a box of cheese sliced with four squirts of ketchup. McDonald's and Uber Eats have been contacted for comment, but did not give any. I don't know why they <laughs> why? would. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I honestly think, uh, as like Uber Eats or McDonald's, I think, mate, it's my job to deliver the food, not to package it. You know, like, why are you, get, why are you asking me for a comment? I'm just looking through the comments themselves, uh, see what people thought. Um, and... Uh, I smell bull. <laughs> There's no lettuce on a McDonald's cheeseburger. If the restaurant thought to order looked strange, it's more likely the customer selected their options the wrong way around. How this made the news either way is the biggest question here. <laughs> and they were called What the F. <laughs> Sorry, what was, the, what was the name of the person that... What the F is their name. The, literally, that is their name. Is that their name? What the I F. thought it was I smell bull. No, that, that's <laughs> the horror of having to drive all the way to McDonald's to get your son a cheeseburger. I don't know how people in this country cope when we are having to live in these types of conditions. <laughs> that was from uh, Emma. Oh, poor uh, Emma. I'll do one more. She must really want that big tasty. Uh, quotes, my husband and I were fuming because my wee boy had to wait while the rest of us ate. I would have taken out the extras and given him mine. Isn't that what a normal parent would do? Oh. Wouldn't surprise me if they were trying to get someone sacked. If she's fuming over this, God help her. That was from Baff. <laughs> From Baff. Um, that's what the people think. Clearly on the side of McDonald's with this one. Um, interesting. So we forgot to do it before, actually. Uh, McDonald's sends boy a slice of cheese with ketchup as a happy yeah. meal. Nice little, nice little back pillar. I love it. I love that story. I've got, I've got an interesting one. This one's uh, definitely an interesting one. Okay. Are you ready? I, I was born ready. Austrian man fined for provocatively farting on police. <laughs> Provocatively farting. And uh, part two, has his fine reduced? <laughs> Which means he's done it before. Oh, he's been reduced. So the first instance was an Austrian man who was fined 500 euros for loudly farting near police officers has had his fine reduced to 100 euros after launching an appeal <laughs> launching the unidentified man was whacked with a fine in vienna after offending public decency by farting provocatively at a police officer in june last year why does it say provocatively i think he does that mean like seductively yeah it's like hey baby <laughs> he's probably just sort of like kind of keeled over against him what the hell? That's so weird. Okay. Killed over against them. Oh, the image. The <laughs> image is awful. <laughs> anyway, he challenged the fine in what must have been a very strange day in court. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. Hello, sir. What are you here for today? Oh, uh, wait, what? I provocatively farted on a police officer. I provocatively farted on Gustav <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> Poor Gustav is there. Gustav's there. He's like, oh, no, why this man farted on me? Assault! <laughs> assault, yes, assault. 
Oh, just I'm just imagining the poor Vienna courtroom. Oh. The man was told by the uh, courts that breaking wind was a biological process, <laughs> <laughs> and you True. can't argue with that. Um, but the man said, even if he had done it deliberately, his fart was covered by freedom of expression. <laughs> In Austria, freedom of expression is not limited to just speech, but it also covers noises and communications in other form. Oh, I love this, though. Like, it's the way it's some sort of speech. Yeah. The fart was covered with freedom of oppression. <laughs> freedom of oppression? It's expression. Oh, right. Expression. <laughs> <laughs> freedom of oppression don't oppress it sounds like something people say when they're under a dictatorship <laughs> let's go freedom of oppression <laughs> for our government <laughs> for our government we go to war <laughs> with our bums <laughs> anyway um, but provocatively of course yeah provocatively yeah. anyway in Austria Oh. Freedom of expression, by the way, is is not limited to just speech. It also covers like other stuff. So this is a real law. It's a real law, yeah. meaning you can make any noise you want, and that's freedom for doing that. So it means if you do fart in a public place or in police officers, it's free. It's freedom. It's what, freedom, man. It's not that the case with most capitalist countries. Well, I don't know. Like, imagine if you go into an English police station and you farted on a police officer while bending over and saying, hey, baby, I'm pretty sure you'd get absolutely battered. I think you might do, but it is not an assumption we can make until we feel tested that. Okay, Niall, go ahead. We will drop you off at the station. You live I'll in... come in with a Moran's recorder and we'll see what happens. But you live in Salford, so there's always, you know, like police cars like dotting about in the air. Whenever on the bus I see police cars driving by, so there's always a chance you could wave one down and then just sort of be like, listen, <laughs> I've got an experiment. Hear me out. Freedom of expression, mate. We did it. Why are you attacking me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, uh, the court decided to reduce the fine by 400 euros, taking into account of the lack of his criminal record. The judge said that although breaking wind is technically a form of communication, <laughs> no, it was not. a form of expression that transcends the boundaries of decency. It's not a form of communication. What's he talking about? Breaking wind is technically a form of communication. No, it's not. So when you turn up, you just go, all right. I, I was just <laughs> thinking the same thing. Someone like farts and you're like, I know, right? Get a room. <laughs> I know like most, I know like most people are probably thinking, Jesus, the man is very thin. Indecent. Yeah. Therefore, you should be. I think. I think. Like, if you're bothering like key workers, yeah. like nurses and doctors, which going up to them fine, you should be fine. You should, you should be. mop it. Anyway, the man's actions were also branded ridiculous, which is fair enough, I think. Uh, but the judge also said that he had an average capability for the offence. What does that mean? Meaning that uh, I think he had beans for lunch. I don't know. <laughs> he also said the judge can relate to the offender. <laughs> Um, oh my why? god the bizarre incident was discussed by Paul Eberstaller okay. of the University of uh, of Vienna at a juricum <laughs> I don't even know what any of this means and he said a, if a private person has been a victim in this case public decently, decency should not be violated in That's addition true. the authorities would probably not pursue complaints from private individuals and at the same time, legal protection is often lacking in the event of actual related problems in this case. So I think if we, you know, turn that into English, not yeah. legal speak, yeah. I think that means that fart where you want. <laughs> basically, yeah, fart where you want. Don't you know? Police can't 
do anything to you. But they said, uh, the man have acted provocatively and uncooperating, even farting when the police tried to arrest him. <laughs> oh, he's asking for it. <laughs> so, you okay, you arrest me. I shall have my payback. <laughs> so he's like farting in the car. Imagine having to drive him to the station. Oh, no, I would not. I would just like call You'd him. You'd put the windows down, wouldn't you? i call him back up. <laughs> call him back up. i call him back up. Call in a containment hazmat unit. i call in the cruiser that has the air freshener. Oh, dear. Oh, that's great. So, yeah, finally, there's the last bit of the story, which is uh, the force claimed the man stood up, looked directly at the officers, let go of a massive intestinal (laughs) wind. (laughs) Imagine, apparently with full intent, (laughs) after he was asked to confirm his identity, he told he would not. And the police added, our colleagues don't like to be farted at so much. Like of a massive intestinal wind. <laughs> They're trying to write this like it's so dramatic. Yeah. It yeah. needs to be in the Florida man voice. <laughs> one man, one fart. One intestine. Two Austrian police officers. <laughs> that was great, Joe. That was really good. Anyway, yeah, that was um if we just reiterate the start of the story. That was Austrian man fined for provo- provocatively farting on police officers and he has this fine reduced yeah so oh great no good for him in the end i guess but not good for him for doing what he did but he got this fine reduced Uh, do you want my last story then yeah let's go let's go uh it is mp caught naked on zoom is told we've seen a political member who's in very good shape right and i like the pun there because member can also be referred as an you know your old chap Oh. So when they say he's caught naked on Zoom, they quoted, we've seen a member in very good shape. Oh. Which is amazing journalism. So, a pernus. Yes. <laughs> Correct. Uh, after more than a year of the coronavirus pandemic, most of us have become used to working uh, from home by now. Uh, that's more than 12 months of video calling, being told you're not on mute and out of arguments and... Okay, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but for those of us who have messed up, at least we can remind ourselves uh, that we're not an MP... One Canadian member of Parliament, William Amos, uh, became Zoom's latest victim of awkward moments when he found himself in a compromising position in front of his colleagues. Mr. Amos, who was represented by Quebec District since 2015, appeared on the screens of his House of Commons colleagues stark naked yesterday. A screenshot obtained by the Canadian press shows Mr. Amos standing behind a desk between the Quebec and Canadian flags. Oh my god. His private parts are hidden by what appears to be a mobile phone in one hand. In a statement, Mr. Amos apologises for the unintentional distraction. The unintentional nakedness, he means. There's a picture, Joe. I don't want you to worry. You can't see anything. Oh god, now why are you... Oh god, now why are you showing me this? You know what would be even better? What? Is if, like, the flag was a small Canadian flag and the flag was blocking his yeah, furnace. that is true. <laughs> Blowing in the wind in front of it. The flag, I mean. Uh, you, could, yeah. you could have just said that was a uh, promotional image for Canada. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this was an unfortunate error, he wrote in an email. My video was accidentally turned on when I was changing into my work clothes after I went for a jog. Why would he be standing stark naked with his phone over his bits in front of his laptop if he's getting changed? Yeah. I don't believe this. I sincerely apologise to my colleagues in the House of Commons for this uh, unintentional distraction. Obviously, it was an honest mistake and it won't happen again, hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Mr. Amos, who is the Parliamentary Secretary uh, to Industry, uh, was visible only to Parliament members and staffers on an internal video feed. Uh, Because he was not speaking, his image did not show up on the feed, which could be watched by the public. Um, Boring, boring, boring politics. 
Who's she? I'm guessing this is someone important. Uh, she said, as you know, since the beginning of the pandemic, we have tried to emphasize the importance of, of respecting quorum, the dress code here in the house. And I think today we have set a new record. We've seen a member uh, during question period improperly dressed, which of course is unclothed. Uh, she added that we have seen that the member was in very good shape. <laughs> Again, there's that pun. <laughs> but I think that his member should be reminded of what is appropriate and to control his camera. Is she talking about him again or something else? I don't think it could control a camera. So I, feel, not... I, I, feel, mm. I feel like we need to take a sidestep for a moment and just like iterate that this is like everyone's worst nightmare. Yeah, getting I caught just, naked, yeah. Yeah, I just, I just want to like iterate that to like everyone who possibly has like a laptop and is in uni, college or even high school. I imagine you've all like once, like through online learning anyway, mm -hmm. what you've done is you've like, you've opened that laptop to do some like work or something when you're in your boxes or something like that mm. and you're a bit exposed and you think oh god i really hope that webcam isn't on <laughs> yeah we've all had that thought i mean it's like it says here um this the fellow this happened to mr amos uh, reminded mps to stay vigilant and this goes for everybody and aware when they are near a camera or microphone uh, his colleagues uh, from the liberal party said mr amos was utterly mortified that could be you joe or anyone that, that could matter. be me that could be you now that could be you wearing your hat and you could be like, oh, no, they saw me wearing my hat. Of course, Joe's the one wearing the hat. But, I wear um, a fedora, yeah. You wear a fez. But you fez, look like a oh, fez I love a good guy. fez. I love a good fez. Plus uh, one to the fez. That was noteworthy news, though. That was six stories. Um, we are slowly running out of time. And we, we made a pact that we're going to try and have more time for um, Let's Talk. So we're going to do a very quick Florida Man, I think, Joe. Do you want to do about two each or something? Yeah, let's go for it. Uh, before that, though, Joe's favorite part of the show, uh, 26 seconds that Joe loves of this podcast. I'm sure you'll agree, Joe. I can't wait to hear it. Do you want to give me a countdown? Niall's just in agony because he's heard this about <laughs> 10 billion times. Go give on. me a countdown, Joe. Uh, wait, I'm talking to myself. <laughs> give me a countdown, Joe. Go on. Joe? Yeah, yeah, Joe. Joe, can you give me a countdown? Okay, of course, Joe. All right, no worries. Three, two, one. One man. It was a wild encounter that took a terrifying turn in Florida. One state. Florida man sent to the hospital after an iguana ripping into his bike. The hero, the state of Florida, needs and deserves. Florida man. <laughs> Are you happy now? Are you in a good mood? It's enlightened my day. The sun is brighter. Florida man is better. You know, yeah, I think it, it, we all benefit, don't we? Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. Um, so, Florida man time. Joe, do you have any stories at all that you want to share with me? I do, actually, yeah. Go on, then. Uh, we'll do about two each. Uh, we'll put a little bit more detail into them, but I want to try and get at least ten minutes for what if, or whatever it's called. <laughs> what is it called? Again. Let's talk now. Let, let's talk. No, that was last... I like how we can't remember. We're terrible. Why can't we remember what the name if? of our segment? Is it what if? Yeah. It is what if. <laughs> let's talk was our segment last last season. What if? Is coming soon. Stay tuned. But in the meantime, Joe, educate me. What has the infamous superhero? Uh, of course, I should reiterate, uh, Florida man, internet meme, popularized. We like to pretend it's one guy, but it's actually a load of guys in Florida. More funny news, basically. Go on, Joe. Florida man breaks into theme park, rides eight roller coasters, and breaks his back on the last. <laughs> right. He was having a day off from crime that day. <laughs> he broke wrong. his back. How did he break his back? 
apparently he rode a roller coaster. This is all the information we got, is that he's broken to a theme park. He's activated, somehow he's managed to activate the roller coasters. And on the final one, he broke his back. And he said that first responders turned up to the theme park that was going to be closed at night to eight roller coasters actively looping on their track and uh, a man screaming in pain <laughs> near the final roller coaster. Oh, I, don't think, I don't know if we should laugh at this. He <laughs> broke his back. I'm sorry, but if he's broke his back after breaking into... I, I, I don't know. This is like one of those weird stories. Like I saw a story a while back where it was like this, nearly the same as this. As a man broke into a theme park and he rode a bunch of roller coasters and rides and he had cancer. And he did it on his own because he knew he was going to die. And his dream was to conquer his fear of roller coasters. Yeah. So he broke in and he went in and he did tons of roller coasters. Admirable. Unless, yeah. of course, he didn't this do guy, any... This guy cocked it up, though. Unless he didn't do any severe, um, sort of... This guy who was talking about broke into faces for you, as long as he didn't do any, you know, long-lasting damage to anything or vandalism. Um, I don't think so. It's an admirable thing. It's kind of one of those things where you're against the law on this one, but it's for good causes. Well, yeah, the second story, not the Florida man No, one. not the Florida man <laughs> one. He was just a fool breaking fool. in. How do you... I'm sure these roller coasters don't just work like... Uh, well, they have, they have a box, don't they, to control it? And you I think they have a central power unit. You need a key, though. Yeah. No, well, no, I think you just need the key for the central power unit and some small-time theme parks. Yeah. Fair uh, enough. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, well, mind Joe, uh, police find nearly a dozen stolen zoo animals in Florida man's apartment. I want to know what kind of animals they were. Because <laughs> if it was the lion enclosure, that would be amazing. Wolves. Yeah. <laughs> He's just got a load of wolves in his apartment. Elephants. Um, He's got elephants, mate. It doesn't say, because obviously I can't click on the story because it's not really there. It's just a picture of a story. But it says, uh, the tiny bit I can see is that a uh, Florida man, 20, had his apartment where they recovered seven of 11 animals that were stolen from the zoo. Where were the other ones? <laughs> what on earth? Where were the other four? Well, I, don't know, I imagine he set them free. That was his goal. Florida man is a man of freedom, imagine patriotism. Open, opening a flat door and there's like a lion, a bear, a wolf, a penguin. You're like, <laughs> you did this thing. Do you mind if we ask you about the missing zoo animals? We have suspicions that it's you. <laughs> oh, oh, I've got an interesting one. Yeah, go on. This is uh, to pair it to finalise it, because we haven't got much time. But this one's not Florida Man. It's actually a bit of a breakout one. This is Spanish Florida Man, the Spanish oh, version of Florida Man. Florida Man. Florida Man. <laughs> it is Granada Man. Granada Man. Granada Reports. Let's do this. Granada Man. <laughs> this is actually interesting, because I saw this live. Ariba. Breaks in to Granada FC Stadium, strips naked, and streaks on pitch to mark the opening season of the Europa League for Granada. Was he booked in to do this, or was this against the law? No, it was against the law. He wasn't booked in. And I watched it live. I remember watching it. I was watching Manchester United versus Granada, and this one really struck out to me because I saved this for this for this uh, for this session because yeah. I knew I needed it. And it was brilliant. I, I watched it, it and is. some man just walking naked across the pitch. I'm just watching Marcus Rashford. For if you know who he is, everyone in the UK does at this point. Mm. Mr. MVE Marcus Rashford. Helper of school children everywhere if you're American. He helps children with the government. Yeah, because the government were very stingy with their food proportions to yeah. hungry children. And he helped out, didn't he? Um, yeah. I think what was funny though is seeing his reaction. He looks right and he just looks so disappointed in life. Yeah. Because he, I think he's suffering with a shoulder injury to be fair on his part. But... I think he looks right and just sees a naked man and he's the hairiest naked man out there. Oh. And I was watching... Uh, I was is, watching... is he really naked? If he's no, he's, so... he's full naked. But the thing is, if he's so hairy, there comes a point when you're not really technically naked anymore. You're wearing a full set of hair clothes. <laughs> 
It happens. Well, I was the funny thing though is I was listening to uh, another popular streamer who streams the Manchester United streams. I won't mm-hmm. name him. Okay. But he was saying, "Oh, he really needs Manscaped." <laughs> uh, man- brand, brand name included there, but it's still mm-hmm. funny though, isn't it? Manscaped it, United. You man- mean Manscaped? There's a like streaker on the pitch, and you can't see any any pernus or anything. I know what someone was saying is uh, someone said, I love the natural censorship this streak is offering us today. My children weren't horrified. They just saw a man with a chest out because he's that hairy. (laughs) (laughs) Is he like Austin Powers? I I wouldn't know. Have you watched that stuff? I mean, obviously not. No, when he like rips his top off, he's just like, Massively yeah. hairy. Yeah, it's like, like no. it's, it's meant. It's a deliberate joke because he's from the sixties, and like all, the women, all the women love him because he's all hairy. Could he use Tarzan as an example? He uses bloody Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I got one more joke, and then do you want to move on? Of course, of course. So it was actually on my laptop, which I've put away, but I'm happy I remember it. Uh, the headlines. It was quite brief. It was that um, Florida man gets naked, humps tree, and then gets arrested. Was it the same man as Granada? Was it was it Granada man's best friend? It could be. Does he hump trees? I don't. I could not know. I know he likes to run naked on pictures and slide across the the wet grass. So he likes putting his genitals against n- nature, grass, yeah. trees. Yeah, grass. Yeah, trees and grass. Yeah, nature. Must they must be related? So to that degree, it might be the same guy. Oh, this was Florida man. This that was Spanish guy. Well, you never know. He could have went on a holiday in Florida. Granada man harasses Florida people. Yeah. Or they're either they're either the same person under different aliases or complete mortal enemies. Oh. Um. But yeah. So he got arrested for it. Oh, can you get arrested for oh, public indecency? I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't think the crime was doing, you know, humping the tree. I think it was taking his clothes off in public. I see. But yeah, public indecency. Kind of like farting on police officers. That's not indecency because you're not <laughs> naked. It's just an undecent thing to do to someone. So it's undecent thing to do, but that doesn't qualify its indecency. Because the public weren't like, that's a nuisance, <laughs> were they? <laughs> but if the public, if he was in a park humping a tree, the public are going to be like, you've spoiled my potato salad. I see. Good day, buddy. It took us three days to make that potato salad. How much time we got left? Uh, we have eight minutes. Well, seven minutes. So it's gonna be a very short. What if? It always again. is. It always it's is. Always... We will. We will work on it. We promise. Maybe um, we should just get rid of what if. Just get rid of what if and end it with a closing, you know, discussion. State discussion. Yeah, because I feel like what if each week is really dry and it's not usually. Is this a production meeting live? This is a production meeting live, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. If you object to this, which you definitely will not, because I don't think I've ever heard someone say, What if on the Cover Joe podcast? I can't wait for that. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard anyone say, I can't wait for the Cover Joe podcast anything. Hey, my mum says that. Thanks. Christine. Christine. There you go. Anyway, Listen, I think. Jill. I think we should just like have a discussion and just call it our little closing segment because normally what we discuss. It's probably what we do in our last minute anyway. Yes, this is true. Look, whatever's coming next, if it is what if, or just us talking about utter nonsense, which is probably kind of what if in a way anyway, um, we'll see you in seven seconds. We have decided to talk about... Absolutely anything. There we go. There you go. Absolutely anything. And do you know what's great about doing it live? Like this, though, is that there's no risk of connection problems, so I end up talking over you, you talk over me. None of that. And I can gesture as well, like just there, when I just gestured, you know to go, if that yeah. makes sense. You knew to finish that sentence. It's brilliant. Like, I can just, you know, like, talk, and then I'll be like... Hello? You <laughs> <laughs> had a gap. I literally just went, open arms to indicate, Niall, just say anything. And he waits 10 seconds to go, hey, oh, yes. Niall, you're hopeless. You're hopeless. We can't show people how wonderful we are i i just want to i just want to like end the closing statement of the show right yeah. on 
a very difficult topic for Niall. Yeah, okay, go for it, man. It makes him sad when we talk about this. Oh. And it's the realism of getting a job in the media. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> Why are we talking about this? Why are we talking about this? Uh, well, for those who, like, maybe are thinking about get it, getting a job or even going to university to do a media degree. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> Why? Why bother? And this is something we probably shouldn't say, because I feel like University of Salford would cut off our... <laughs> Cheers for that. <laughs> because University of Salford would cut off our ability to, like, use radio facilities if we kept going on about this. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Well, it's difficult to get a job in any field of work, I, I think. Particularly if you want, like, a, a good pay, full-time job, not just, you know, like, bar work. Yeah. In the media especially, it's such a competitive industry, and there's lots of, so many jobs in the media, that's fair enough, but there's not many jobs in a specific area. And the media is such a broad industry that you're never going to be qualified for more than one very specific area. For instance, me, I, if I'm sort of tailored more towards presenting, that's what I want to do. The BBC has thousands of jobs for camera this, camera that, audio this, that, you know, like content generator, but I want to do such a small part. Mm-hmm. They're all... They might as well not exist. Yeah. Because I, they're not interested in me. I'm not qualified to do them. And at the same time, you could never be qualified to do all these things. Yeah. I think when it comes like down to it in the end, it always is like people end up saying, you know, like, oh, how do you, how do you get into media? I think the truth's always the same, to be honest. You have to work in <laughs> a axe. really, really bore. bore how do you get into media? We'll say if you come to the door and you get a hammer, <laughs> smash it down and you can. <laughs> Do ex- you can come to this yeah. very studio. Please don't do that. Don't do that. Please no. don't do that. I, I, like I said, I think it's just a case of, you know, you have to work in a really posi- boring position you don't like for years mm. and years, maybe even years, and then you'll get a shot <laughs> at something like, that you like. like that. Years, years, and maybe even years. <laughs> More years. <laughs> There's many years. And I think, I think if you're, you know, wanting to get into media, you need to be quite aspirational mm-hmm. because there's plenty of people out there that can make great content. Yeah. There are plenty of people in this day and age you can make amazing content. Look at us. We're making sort of more greater than average content. <laughs> and I think <laughs> when you look at content creation, I think most people have a chance now to just make whatever they want. So yeah. if you want to make something in the media and you want to do a degree in it and stuff like that, make sure you make the most out of it. You know, don't turn up and think, oh, I'll just do this subpar, you know? Yeah, it, it's difficult though. It is, it's, it's tricky to get into, but anything's possible to be fair and if you devote yourself enough to one thing which like as mentioned you kind of have to because you can't do all of it then put more work in than just average like I'll, I'll put an average amount of work into being a camera assistant i don't know why i'd strive to be the assistant but, <laughs> but if you want it then you gotta be assistant first don't you you have to be the guy who's helping the main guy but you, you wouldn't strive for your end goal to be the assistant presenting assistant and he's like the main presenter in the studio and i'm just gonna pass you over to niall who does the weather <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want that. But God, do it though. It's the grunt work before you become exactly, the greatest, exactly. It? It's got to be done. There's no way around not doing it, and uh, it's a long ladder to climb. Mm-hmm. Where's the top? What is the top in, in terms of the whole media industry? Is it basically manager of a station or channel? I don't know. I think for me, the top would probably be presenter, producer of radio, or even just audio, because I think mm. this is the only jobs I could do where I could fully enjoy it. And I wouldn't ever feel like it's truly work. Even the paperwork I sometimes enjoy, which is really strange. What? Yeah, I know. What have you done with the real Joe? <laughs> what have we done with the real Joe? Anyway, yeah, I think I think that's pretty much all we've got time for today now. Uh, yeah, we're looking at about a minute and a half left. Um, so one thing we want to highlight, which we never do and we should do, if you do enjoy this podcast, you enjoy bits of it, either or, we love feedback, we love to hear from you. And very importantly, we'd love 
any weird news stories or Florida man stories. Also, share it with your friends. Share um, it with your mum, your yes. dad, your brother, your sister, your uncle, Niall, me. Share yeah. it with us. <laughs> exactly. <know>? But <laughs> please do get in touch with uh, shows. Not shows. With um, news stories, please. <laughs> get in touch with the show about news stories. Got about a minute left, Joe. Would you mind quickly just telling people how to get in touch with Of course. Show? You can get in touch with us at the Cup of Joe podcast, which is on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, everything, you know, pretty much conceivable these days. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Mixcloud, you know, I'm running out of... You are know, we on uh, Yahoo Answers? We probably are, you know. <laughs> I, I don't know. We just, just take a look. Anyway, yeah. Our main source of contact, though, is the Cup of Joe podcast Instagram, which you can always catch us super quickly. Please do send us news stories. We'd love that. We'd love to talk about your news stories. Um, so very briefly, Joe, very, very briefly, have you had a nice time today? The first show in the studio. It's amazing. I can't wait till next week. I'll be sitting in the hot seat, so to speak. Yes, true. Which will be really fun. Thank you very much for listening to episode seven, everybody. Come back next week, of course, because our uh, third last episode, because then we'll have eight, second last one is nine, and the last one is ten. So tune in. We're in the final three as of next week. So thank you very much for listening. And until then, it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from me.